Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome to FIO on the Air. Today we're doing our first podcast with a suggestion sent in by one of our listeners and we're so glad that that has happened and we encourage everybody else to do the same. Today we're talking to the people from the Westport Arts Council and we're talking specifically about their music at Westport program. We welcome to the air Robin Jones and Seamus Cowan. Robin, can you maybe just talk a little bit about uh, your role with the the festival and, and what it's kind of about? Sure. This is going to be the 12th year of our festival, and we have a very vibrant volunteer uh, board of directors at the Westport Arts Council who do do many things, but this particular time we're talking about um, Music Westport, which is our annual free festival. And so the responsibility of the board of directors is to raise the money uh, because it's a free festival and it's held at two different venues in the village. Um, The the musicians who come to the festival are the responsibility of Seamus. Okay, Seamus, can you talk a little bit about the uh, the programming of the festivals and the, the type of musicians and music you look for? Sure, yes. Um, uh, I joined the Arts Council just over 10 years ago, and uh, I'm a musician myself. I was living in Montreal before, and, and now I'm back here in Westport, um, and, and really enjoying being the artistic director of the, of the festival. And the diversity of it is really important, I find. Um, like Robin was saying, it is a free festival. We have decided to keep it quite open to all all, all, uh, all types of um, listeners. In, in that way, I mean that uh, we don't want to exclude anybody. So we are keeping it very diverse. We, we've had uh, approximately 10 artists each festival for the last 12 years. So that uh, racks up a lot of people. And, uh, and musicians, uh, we've we've had some really really great artists over the years. Specifically, well, I mean, there's there's a huge list, really. But uh, did you want me to talk about this year's programming? Yeah, or? maybe just talk about this year and and some if you've had some big sure. names in the past or people that have gone on to do quite well. Yeah, let's let's hear who they were. Yeah, well, we've had um, we've had Kelly Prescott in the past. She's incredible. She's playing uh, with one of the Matchbox Twenty gentlemen now. Uh, We've had uh, Chet Doctors just won a, a Juno Award for the, the best uh, new jazz recording. Uh, Russell DeCarl of uh, Prairie Oyster. Um, we've had Soul Jazz Orchestra, um, Casadores, and kids from the uh, Tragically Hip. We've had a, last year. We had a, I think it, Robin, if you can confirm, was probably our best single stage turnout for for uh, the festival, which was Miss Emily. Fronted, uh, fronting uh, a band that had Rob Baker and Ford Sinclair of the Tragically Hip. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Seamus. Dave, this was uh, the venue. You, you couldn't move in the venue, and the crowd was just, just so pleased and so thrilled with hearing those musicians come together. It, people were walking to the venue from a mile away where they had to park. Yeah, it was really exciting. So, so yeah. this is a, a good lead into um, when Kim Boner, who I'm assuming is one of your board members as well, got in touch with us about the uh, podcast. We were uh, sort of going back and forth on what we would name it, and we were playing around. But um, the the name we've really come up with is small festivals that think big and and I'm going to mm-hmm. share with our listeners Robin is also the mayor of Westport 
in, in a previous discussion, we were saying you've got a population of about 645, the smallest municipality in Ontario? Just to clarify, the smallest municipality in Ontario that has water and wastewater. Okay. So <laughs> 645. Good clarification, Robin. <laughs> so now here's the perspective. On your music, Westport, you grow to five times. So so we, we grow to five times that. So uh, with whatever hat we have on, um, my board is also very conscientious that everything we can do as part of the Arts Council should also bring people to the community to help support the businesses and so that they can enjoy um, being in, in Westport. So specifically for Music Westport Day, we also add um, other um, sidewalk entertainment. We um, do all sorts of chalk drawings and balloons to drive the crowds from one venue to the other. And along the way, of course, there are the restaurants and the shops and other things. So it's a banner day uh, for the village. And I love the the, uh, title that you and Kim have come up with, you know, small festivals that think big. And part of our thinking big is how do we get to share our amazing village with people who think they're just coming for the music. And that's right. And that, I mean, that's one of the important things about festivals and events in general is the economic impact that they do have on the communities where, where they're hosted. And I mean, to bring 3,000 people into Westport for a free music festival, the ep- economic yeah. impact must be huge to the, uh, to the restaurants and to the vendors in town. And, and part of what we add to the festival, I'd, I'd like to go to Seamus in a moment because he's the owner of one of the large restaurants, but just on your point of economic development, we know that a one-day visit, although it's important, it's the memory they walk away with that one-day visit that has them coming back time and time again. So, the, again, the members of the Arts Council Board and Seamus and his family-run business and so many other people in the village, they all understand that there are some long-term ramifications of doing Music Westport well. And Seamus, as a restaurant owner, do you want to do you want to chime in on the importance of events like this? Absolutely. I mean, we're very fortunate to be uh, right on the water, so we actually host on the back of our property one of these stages, which is in sort of an it's it's a really beautiful setting where in the background there's the pond, which is the fish sanctuary, and then um, crown land of the Foley Mountain. It's almost like a natural amphitheater that goes back up into our into our patio and and really our whole of our patio and and indoors is completely full all day long. It's it's about top three of the uh, of attendance of all of the year. It's it's pretty much our one of our like Robin said one of our banner days and we love that. You know, it's the way that summer should be when we. Um, when we advertise ourselves as a tourist town and a, a little harbor town, we want people to come here in droves and, and really in, enjoy the whole festival atmosphere, the festive atmosphere that yeah. Westport can provide. Uh, I, just a note on, on the volunteers and the, and the support of the village. It's incredible, like we were saying in the beginning, that we've been able to keep this a free festival due to the support of all of the patrons and the local businesses. And I, you know what, I think it, from people that love to attend festivals and love to attend events, it, it's one of the things that I think it sometimes really gets overlooked is the amount of work that goes into these, whether they're one-day events, two-days events, or nine-day events. Uh, the volunteer support to make these things happen, uh, without dedicated volunteers, these events just don't happen. And we've learned over the years that 
um, having volunteer, if all you do is have volunteers show up the day of the festival and give them an assignment, you likely won't get those volunteers back the next day, the next year, sorry. You know, you, you need to invest in, in your volunteers, but that means making them part of the team. So we have pre-briefings with our volunteers. They all have a bright orange, comfortable golf shirt that, that is clear to everybody um, who attends the festival. If you have a question, see somebody in an orange shirt. We debrief with our volunteers. Um, we um, do surveys with them of what worked, what didn't work. We want their input. And then we have a volunteer appreciation day. We didn't do that in the early days, but as we've matured as an organization, it goes back to what Seamus and you have just said, that we need people who are dedicated volunteers that will come back year after year. And we're very fortunate. We've got quite a cadre of them. And that volunteer recognition is so important. Um, you know, I used to be the executive director at KW Oktoberfest, and one of our past presidents, he he, he did a, 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 a really neat presentation to our board, and, and it's something I want to share with the FIO world as well. And what he did, uh, Oktoberfest is celebrating its 50th year this year, and he did uh, 50 years of volunteering, and, and he talked about the volunteers that have been around since the beginning of the festivals, uh, and then went down through each decade house. So you have some people that are in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, their 60s, and their 70s, and how each of those different decades bring different perspective and, and knowledge to the, to the festival, which really helps capture a diverse crowd. I was just going to say, in, even in relation to KW, um, I uh, was a police officer there in the 70s and 80s, and I imagine if I went back now, I wouldn't recognize um, how, it's, um, how it's laid out by the organizers or even by um, Waterloo Regional Police. To your point there about uh, through the ages, we, we've uh, now recognized some of our original founding fathers, as we call them, mm-hmm. um, that started up the Westport Arts Council. And, uh, you know, with, really without them and without their vision, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't have what we have today. So we've got uh, Seamus Cowan and Robin Jones from the Westport Music Festival joining us on FIO on the air. When we come back, we're going to talk to them about some of the secrets to success and and how you can put on uh, a free event for your community and and the work that goes into that. More in a minute when we return with FIO on the air. Festivals and Events Ontario supports a lively, engaged and dedicated festival and events industry. Purchase your Festivals and Events Ontario membership today and get a team of people working to help you succeed. Here's just a few benefits that membership provides. Promotion, saving money, networking, industry awards, supplier discounts, communications, skills development, and so much more. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. The voice of festivals and events in Ontario. FIO on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. We're back with FIO on the Air. We've got the folks from the Westport Arts Council with us today. We're talking about Music Westport. Uh, and we're talking about smaller festivals that think big. Robin, um, as the chair of this uh, organization or, um, or the Arts Council and Music Westport, it's a free community event. Um, Free is not free for you guys. There's all kinds of expenses that go into this. Can you talk a little bit about uh, your sponsor development and, and how you make that happen? Sure. The, um, it's, it's mainly the community, the business people in the community and, and uh, other patrons. Uh, and we offer, like any other organization, um, depending on what the contribution is, um, what benefits they get. But in truth, 
they're giving because they love Music Westport. So the the the, the top sponsors, the patrons, um, get their um, business recognized at every Westport Arts Council event throughout the year, as well as mentioned by the um, people who are are the stage managers at each of the venues. Compared to the person who makes the smallest contribution, their um, business name is included in the the festival brochure. So in in real terms for a business, there's perhaps not that much return on investment. It really comes down to we have spent a lot of time with our businesses, talking to them, giving them feedback, and building up that they trust that the Arts Council will hold a professional um, free festival and ensure that uh, wherever we can, we include the businesses in, in the discussions. So it's uh, also other lots of other fundraising things that we do in the village to raise money because we don't get any government funding. Um, we got a trillium grant in the early days around um, equipment, our soundboard and some lighting. But other than that, it really is supported wholly by the businesses and people who live and work in and around um, Westport. And I liked where you touched on it, and it's so important with sponsorship and, and business development. It's really about partnering. It's about everybody being on the same team and, and working towards the same goal. And each board member who um, goes out and contacts the business, they, they keep that front and center because we don't have any big box stores in the village. You know, these are all individual business owners who have had this past year the, the challenges of the changes to the um, legislation in regards to minimum wage and other benefits that really have a, a, a bottom line impact on businesses. So they're, they're, the board members, when they go out and contact them, they're very mindful that this is not a large corporation that has deep pockets. It's um, you know, a lot of husband and wife organizations, and, and yet they still continue to contribute. And Seamus, as a restaurant owner in the in the village, you must hear stories of, oh, we came here during uh, Music Westport, but we've come back because we'd like to... Do you get a lot of uh, people talking to you about that, like return visitors? Yeah, we do, actually. And, and um, like we were talking about before, about the, the whole experience of being a part of a day like that, uh, such a special day like Music Westport, and, and hoping that people walk away and tell the story about their experience. We find that a lot of people are definitely coming coming back uh, almost because of it, really. And they're coming back to Westport throughout the year because of it. Uh, we do have a lot of other musical events in Westport. It's become quite a, um, I'd say for the size of it, it's become sort of a um, musical mecca in a way, uh, just because we, we are so adamant about having particularly music in um a business here, the Cove, but we're also we also have about uh, approximately ten musical or um, arts-oriented events with the Arts Council per year. So we're always working really hard to make sure that music is a part of the the, the village. And um, I, I think sort of Westport is uh, is a special community with the arts, sort of its picturesque surroundings. It's it's really uh, sort of a what, what's becoming a match made in heaven, where the um, the attraction is growing on many levels, but but it's really be, it's really becoming a place where people want to come and experience music and and maybe a little bit of shopping, but uh, uh, an, an artistic experience. Yeah, and the, there is impact on the business community that way. 
You know, we're Absolutely. not a, a large village when it comes to businesses, but this mm-hmm. spring there are three art galleries opening in the village. Three. Wow. And that's that's because of, as Seamus described, it's it's our mood, it's it's our tone, it's um, experience that people have when they come here. You've got green, you've got water, and you know I could talk. I know we're talking about Music Westport, but I could talk for hours on the people who live here and how welcoming they are to um, new businesses, um, new neighbors, and visitors. I moved 14 times in my professional career. This is where I wanted to retire, and it's all about those reasons. And, and I mean, a, a good community and great partners are, are the key to making a, a good festival or a good event. Um, Seamus, maybe can you talk to us about the artists that are involved? I mean, I, I know for a lot of festivals, those are some big tabs. Uh, do your artists work with you on, on that event? And Well, it's, uh, it, it sort of depends on how far the artist is is along in their career and whether they have uh, management agents, all of that kind of stuff. But um, really where we wanted to keep the festival and there's always potential in the future, but it, this is a grassroots festival. I think we, we realized uh, a while ago with respect to sustainability that, you know, even at our 10th anniversary, we thought let's go all out. Let's go really, really, really far all the way out. And it, it seemed like for what people experience here or what people want to experience here and they have in the past is, is they, they want to see some great entertainment, um, but we, we don't necessarily have to have that huge, huge name, right? People are actually finding that, hey, you know, I've never heard of these people. I hear that more than anything, really. I've never heard this kind of music or I've never even heard of this artist before. Oh, they're just from Kingston. Geez, I didn't even know that, you know, and, and it's that appreciation and that, uh, that, uh, uh gratitude, um, for finding these artists that would never really come to Westport. Otherwise that has been the most, um, rewarding, I think for the festival and, and myself too, to, to bring them to the people. Um, I, I can easily talk about what we have coming up this year for the programming. Sure. Who, who do you have on tap? Well, we uh, we have Ariana Gillis. She is back. Um, mm. She's she's been lauded by people like uh, Bernie Toppin, uh, Elton John's songwriting partner. She she had a uh, suffered a concussion a couple of years back, just after she played here. But she's back with a new record. Um, she should be really fantastic. And then uh, we have the Steadies from Saskatoon. And then we have uh, a local group, um, the Bank Street Bonbons, which is an eight eight piece brass band out of Ottawa. And they have a, a new record out there playing the Blues Fest. That's how I heard about them. Uh, then we also have uh, Greg Ball, a fabulous, fabulous singer-songwriter out of Kingston. He's uh, worked a lot with Paul Langlois from The Tragically Hip. Um, Abby Stewart from Kingston. She's a great young uh, rising country star. Sometimes uh, Chris Murphy plays with her. And uh, Robin Robin isn't really a fan of Chris Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I, joke. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say this in this podcast, but yeah, he's perhaps my favorite Eastern Ontario. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's a real <laughs> yeah. East Coaster. Uh, we have the Joe Skews Band, uh, features uh, one of our newest board members, Dave Balfour, um, who used to write and tour with Rosh Wazin out of Quebec. Um, the Hit Pickers out of Toronto. And then we have Yuka. Um, we have a wandering minstrel, which Robin was talking about before. We have some street entertainment, um, local man named Andy Love. I play with him every, every Thursday with jazz night. And then the, the, I would say the main event 
is Jaron Freeman Fox and the opposite of everything from Toronto. He is back with um, his, his band for the kickoff, which happens on the Friday in the Cove in, indoors. It, we're just so looking forward to his return. He literally made people cry the last time he was here. Yeah. I think especially my father. Well, that's quite the lineup. Um, Robin, we haven't yeah. really talked about dates and, and, and uh, you know, some other things going on. Maybe you can uh, share the dates for this year's festival and, and how to get involved. Or Sure, because one of the things I wanted to talk about was the um, Kids Zone. So in one of the, one of the venues, uh, we have spent a, a lot of time, a lot of research on how to have a safe, fun Kids Zone. Uh, so that is uh, an important addition for us. Uh, at the kids zone there'll be an activity center and clowns face painter there'll be balloon man and and a balloon twister some puppets we're going to have a living statue this year two Clydesdales pulling a big wagon so that people can go from one venue to the other or go around the village and they get let off at the ice cream shops if that's what they they want to do um, at that same location we have lots of artist vendors and food for sale um, the one venue, of course, is what we've talked about, is at the Cove, and, and there's food there. At the other location, we uh, that's part of the vendor's market, and, and lots of fun, lots of shade. The kickoff party is Friday night, the 17th of August, uh, and that is, um, you really require a reservation because this dude will sell out if he's not already sold out. And then uh, Saturday the 18th, rain or shine, we go with Music Westport. So when we come back, we're just going to wrap up uh, our, our episode with the folks from the Westport Arts Council and Music Westport. Back in a minute with Theo on the air. Become a Festivals and Events Ontario member today and join a family of more than 500 members that represent over 1,400 festivals and events in Ontario. Knowledgeable, dedicated and passionate event organizers and volunteers who can help make your event a success. Membership fees range in price depending on the size of your festival or event. If you're a supplier of goods or services, you can also become a member and get connected with planners across the province. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. Welcome back. Theo on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. We're back with Theo on the Air. Uh, we've got Robin Jones, uh, the chair of and a member of the Westport Arts Council, and Seamus Cowan, the director of Music Westport. Uh, Robin, just wanted to touch on some of the other things that the Arts Council does throughout the year. And I, uh, one thing in spe- that caught me specifically was the storytelling. And, and storytelling is such an important part of everything we do. Can you talk about that program? Uh, for several years, we had um, an, a Sunday night event called stories and songs and someone would come in and tell stories we've got so many in eastern ontario they tell sentimental stories and ridiculously funny stories and then we would have musicians and then we kind of brainstormed on what we could do better and part of our commitment is to our schools we have two public schools in the village um, and so we have a story to, we've, this year we have um, contracted with a storyteller who's going into both schools, one school's K to six, one's K to eight, and spend time in each classroom telling them, helping them understand how to tell a story. But for sure, you, you and I know that the value to the students is it's a confidence builder. 
and and this the um, person we contracted with has already done one of the schools and her feedback was particularly in some of the classes where the kids were too shy to even say their name out loud in front of her on day one she stays in the school for five days and by the by Friday they were up kind of telling a story so yes storytelling is so important but if we can also use it in support of the the um, public schools or the young schools curriculum to build confidence, uh, it's it's great. So we're thrilled with this, and I know we'll do it again next year. That sounds like a great program. The other two things that caught my eye, and, and let's talk about the the choir. And and I know in a pre-conversation, uh, the choir is a big supporter of Westport Music as well. Well, we started um, our our community choir. Many of us sing in, in other choirs, but we wanted a community choir that was a more fun than perhaps precision, although I think I could argue we have obtained both. And so the choir has been um, occurring for the last three years. And you've talked at the beginning of the podcast how small our community is, but it will probably give your listeners an idea that we have over 40 singers in our community choir, which we call some kind of choir. We have a wonderful young um, uh, choir director, uh, she's, uh, we are all probably 50 years of age and older, and I'm being kind. Um, and she is, I think, 24, so she's been with us since she was 21. She's a, a master's student in, um, in music, of course, and uh, she does a great job with us. So we have, uh, uh, we only sing in the, in the winter, we practice in the winter, and we have two spring um, concerts, of which all proceeds um, go to one of our high schools, because as we know, the boards of education have very little money for arts in schools. And how we have found the best way to help um, music in the high school is we give all of the proceeds to the high school musical instrument repair fund. And so over the last three years, I bet we've given around $6,500. Wow. The last, well, not the last thing. I'm saving the one thing for last. But uh, my family has roots in... Uh, uh, the Maritimes, and uh, the kitchen parties. Uh, I'm quite familiar with them. Can you talk a little bit about the kitchen parties and, and, and what you do there? Uh, Seamus, why don't you take that? Because it started with kitchen party, and, and it's, it's all about fun and, and not too tightly organized with music. Not too tightly organized. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, the, the volunteers have been just incredible, headed by uh, yourself, Robin, and, uh, and Kim Bonner. Uh, particularly in, in really, really making the uh, the interior of whichever venue we've been hosting these kitchen parties uh, feel like it's it's like you're out, out east. Open mic? It, it's not necessarily an open mic, no. And it could go that way. I've, I've actually thought about that. But it has been more of a... Uh, we've changed the format a lot, uh, but it's generally been an East Coast founding group that we've yeah. hired. And... Yeah, we've we've had some fiddle contests. We've had uh, a kissed uh, cod. <laughs> that's very uh, gross. I just want everybody yeah. to know that's was, gross. Was Screech involved? <laughs> yeah, was Screech was involved. Yeah, it was <laughs> pretty pretty smelly. Yeah. But yeah, the, like I said, the the uh, format has changed a bit over the years, and we just sort of listen. We're always listening to what people are saying, what people are yeah. wanting, and maybe just uh, seeing how things. Uh, are successful and how they're not, and but generally the the whole idea of of keeping it uh, sort of a wake up 
wake up to spring, mm-hmm. um, have some fun music, make sure that everyone's getting up out of their chairs, dancing. Uh, this year, we actually just happened to put some lady came into the restaurant about uh, four or five months ago in the, in the winter, and she had a shirt that had um, Irish dancers written on it. And so I said, oh, do you have any connection to that? And so she ended up bringing in a bunch of young Irish dancers that really, really entertained the crowd that day. Been very fortunate to have some uh, charitable uh, musicians as well. Uh, you know, these are all fundraisers. We really appreciate the generosity of some of these musicians that we do hire back for the festival. It's light, it's fun, a lot of laughter, and everybody leaves. We do it on an afternoon, and everybody yeah, leaves just with a, a great feeling of seeing people who they might have not have seen all winter. And, uh, you know, at the same time, they're kicking some money in to help us build our pot for Music Westport. And that's a good transition into my final question for you. And and Christmas is big in Westport. Talk a little bit about that, Robin. Oh, Christmas is amazing. Um, We've we've done so many uh, unique things around the Christmas season, whether it's a Christmas home tour. But last year we, um, and we will continue this year, we have a um, European advent christmas market outside to support the businesses that have um uh, also one night that they're open uh, for christmas shopping and it was absolutely magical we had people from all over eastern ontario come it was outside we had lights and generators and fires um, lots of crafts to buy lots of food People who I talked about the uh, Clydesdales and the wagon, they were all decked out with their Christmas bells. And it, it was fabulous. People didn't want to go home. And finally we said, okay, everybody's run out of, out of um, things to sell. We have to close up. We really captured that moment for anybody who's been in an Advent market in Europe. Um, and that's just our village. Uh, we're happy to share it with anybody who wants to come and spend some time here, it, it, whether it's Music Westport or it's the Christmas market, you'll walk away going, that was that was an experience I wouldn't have anywhere else. Which really reminds us back to our, our main topic is small festivals thinking big. And I, I certainly can't uh, thank you enough for joining us. Westport's Art Council is uh, truly a, a, an inspiration in that. And all that you do, it's not just one program, it's a series of events throughout the year all with community building in mind, and I think that's just a great story to tell and share. Seamus Conlon, uh, the music director for Music Westport, thanks for joining us. Robin Jones, the chair and member of the Westport Art Council Board of Directors, thanks for calling in today and sharing your stories with our audience. We really do appreciate it. Thank you very much for having us. As we wrap up, this is an example of if you've got something you'd like to share with us and talk about on FIO on the Air, give us a shout, drop us a line. We're more than happy to facilitate it for you. I'm Dave McNeil. You're listening to FIO on the Air. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to FIO on the Air the voice of festivals and events in Ontario.